Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 11. Brooke, a little birdie tells me that you were a pretty great parent before you had kids. (laughs) It's true. Before I had kids, I was an excellent parent. (laughs) And then I had kids. I think we all were. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) I I think that's a pretty pretty universal kind of experience. But um, yeah, man, I had lots of thoughts about lots of things about parenting um, before I became a mum. And it was actually a very enlightening experience for me to realize how judgmental I had been. <laughs> because I, I mean, I kind of remember the period. It was sort of our daughter was between six and 12 months old. And, you know, you, you're out of that really exhausting, difficult newborn stage. But in that stage, you call all the shots. Like you put them down for a sleep. You feed them. You're, you know, you're the sole Uh, input into what their day looks like and as they start to grow just a little bit more and become that little bit more aware and they have a a bit of a a say in what they want or don't want to do. That's when they realise they have an opinion. Exactly and that's when I realise they have an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It was sort of that period that I started to realise I'd been such a judgmental jerk previous to having kids and not only was that a a really good thing to realise because it meant that I was going to stop doing that I actually realized that I had created this kind of prison of my own judgment and ignorance, which was not such a positive realization for me. Like I'd, I'd made all of these these judgments and had all of these opinions that were completely unfounded. And rather than um, immediately kind of accept the fact that, yes, I was ignorant and arrogant, I, I, I felt really alone like I'd set myself apart from people because I'm like well I wouldn't do it like that and I had to really navigate a way back from that kind of prison of you know my own judgment which sounds really it's a heavy kind of way to put it but (laughs) it was it was that's exactly how I felt I'm pretty sure I wrote something like that in one of my journals you know I feel like I've built these walls around me of my own judgment and now I can't get out of them because now I, I sort of feel like I've painted myself into a corner Oh, definitely. I mean, I think it's such a funny feeling. Uh, you know, I think we all like to think of ourselves as non-judgmental people. And when we catch ourselves in a situation where it's clear that we have been judgmental and wrong, <laughs> and as you say, ignorant, because I think ignorance is a horrible feeling to have when you feel it. Like a lot of, dare I say, people who are ignorant generally don't don't realize they are um but when you're the person who has been ignorant and it's and it's kind of reflected back to you yeah it's just a really really uncomfortable feeling I know I don't like it and and with judging I know something I've done do this for a lot of stuff is if I don't like something in myself I just try not to do it I just ask myself not to do it and then I get really frustrated when I catch myself doing it And what I've come to realize over the years is to judge is just straight up human. Like it is hardwired into us and it's because we're constantly scanning the environment looking for, you know, threats to ourselves and we're currently, we're constantly processing information and as part of the processing of information, we're forced to make judgments, we're forced to put people in boxes, we're forced to put situations in boxes because we need to make 
order of the world. So I think what I've found, I mean, I know I'm certainly I was quite similar to you in that I was a bit judgy of parents as well before I had kids um, and realized that, you know, when you're a parent, you pick your battles and sometimes if you're going to leave your kid to have a tantrum on the, you know, the shopping center floor, just understand that there's a good reason that I'm doing that judgy person who's looking at me. <laughs> but certainly in the past, I used to look at that behavior and think, well, come on, you know, get your kid in order. Um, and yeah, so I think looking back on, you know, situations like that, not just with kids, but any situation where you've caught yourself judging someone, it's easy to kind of descend into a bit of fear and self-loathing about it. And, you know, as you say, kind of feel like a prisoner of your own ignorance. Um, <laughs> so dramatic. Which is, which is very dramatic, <laughs> definitely. But also really eloquent. I really like that um, phrase. Um, but yeah, I just think, this is, a, this is a situation that calls for a bit of self-compassion and what I try to do now is catch myself judging and ask myself the why of it. And I mean, Mark Manson, who's one of my favorite writers on the internet right now, he, he reckons the whole reason that we judge each other is because the way you measure yourself is how you measure others and how you assume other, others measure you. And a big part of our development is to recognize our own fixation, to recognize how we measure ourselves and constantly choose our metric for ourselves. And then another big part of development is to recognize that everyone has their own metric. So this is something that's – there's a lot of, lot of stuff to work through there. And I think if we, if we get caught when we catch ourselves judging other people – and we get caught going, oh, my God, don't be so judgmental. Don't do that. Why are you the, you know, the worst person in the world for thinking that? It means we never, ever get to the point of understanding where that judging is coming from, whether it's a reflection of our own goals and dreams or fears. Um, and then we can't kind of work through to understanding the other person. the mm. other, Because you know, usually we're really uh, we're judging behavior more than anything else, aren't we? Exactly. Yeah. Um, for me, I know it almost certainly, like, now that I understand that I don't know everything, and as my mum used to tell me <laughs> when I was a teenager, the world does not revolve around me. You know, it took me a while to, to kind of claw onto that. But when I, I realized that I stopped, I mean, the, the judgment just for being a jerk's sake stopped pretty much, you know, I'm not just walking around sneering at people yeah. trying to find fault with strangers like that's not how I operate and that's um, a different level of judgment is exactly. it that's a bit of a superiority complex exactly. kind of thing isn't it yeah that's it and I think once I I pulled my head out of my own ass and stopped <laughs> being you know a, a turd that um that side of it kind of moved away and I think that's partly just growing up but for me Definitely, when I yeah. you know when I find myself slipping into that it's almost always based in insecurity for me which, yeah. you know, going back to our Inner Mean Girls <laughs> conversation a few episodes ago, there's a lot of that going on in my head. Uh, but it's been really helpful, like you say, to understand why I'm, I'm slipping into that. And it says more to me about me than it actually does about, you know, the person that I'm, I'm looking at or the person that is reflecting something back at me. Yeah, well, it's interesting because Brene Brown reckons that and the, the you know a good antidote for judging is simply to feel good about where you're at. So I guess she feels that 
if you're judging somebody for something, it's because you're not feeling great about that thing yourself. Like, you know, she says, if I feel good about my body, I don't go around making fun of other people's weight or appearance. Um, you know, if I feel good about my parenting, I have no interest in judging other people's choices. And I do agree with her to a degree. I, I, agree, I agree with her a lot. Like, I do feel like a lot of judgment comes out of our own insecurities. So, you know, like, if you're just had, you've just had a kid, I just had a baby nine months ago and you're not happy with your body and you haven't got your pre-baby body back and then you see Michelle Bridges jogging down the street and she's, you know, six six weeks out of having a baby and, you know, she's got an ass tighter than, you know, a walnut. <laughs> like it's so easy to judge her and go, well, what were you doing? Like, you know, are you even looking after your baby? Yeah, like, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. And that's, you know... That's all yourself. That's all of that is coming from your own insecurity. It has nothing to do with Michelle Bridges <laughs> or her ass. <laughs> and her walnut tight ass. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm obsessed with that. You know how everyone has like a bit of their body like that they really – that they wish they had and yep. so they, you see it in everybody else. Like for me, like that super tight butt, I just go – I just am fascinated by people who have super tight butts because I want to know how did you get that? Like what did you do? But anyway – that's a segue. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tangent we don't need to go off on. Um, but, yeah, I, so I do agree with Brene in that regard that you know, an antidote for judging is simply to feel good about where you're at. But I do also feel like we have to, and this is a bit like um, our most recent episode, well, the one that I listened to yesterday, where you were saying with rejection, like rather than s- stop trying to feel rejection, like just sit with it. Like if you're judging, stop trying to go, don't judge, don't judge, don't be such a horrible person. Like just sit with that judgment and try and figure out where it's coming from Um, because otherwise if you're just trying to bat it away all the time, you're never going to be able to make anything useful out of it. You're just going to hate yourself for being judgy. Yeah, I think there's definitely something in that Um, and I think we're, again, this is kind of going a bit broader, but (laughs) we're really – so often afraid of feeling our feelings, yes. uh, particularly the bad ones or the ones that make us uncomfortable. And I think there's a lot to learn from just being with those feelings, even if there's something like recognizing we're being judgmental or, you know, making assumptions about people that are negative or whatever it is, recognizing that and rather than sort of sweeping it under our brain's carpet and not thinking about it anymore and just saying, stop doing, stop doing that. That's, you know, that's not, not decent behavior. Figuring out, taking the time to figure out why is going to, to hold us in good stead down the track. And I think going back to, to me, you know, six or seven years ago when I made this realization, had I not taken the time to go, why am I feeling so uncomfortable? Why am I feeling apart from, you know, other mothers who are in similar kind of stages? Or why am I feeling like a big jerk all of a sudden? Oh, it's because I put myself above or separate Mm. to through my assumptions and my judgments and had I not taken the time to kind of unpack that that squirmy horrible feeling in my gut then I might not ever have put those things together and and come up with that that feeling and that reason and that that kind of realization and I think we we miss out when we don't give ourselves the opportunity to to sit and feel those kind of gross, uncomfortable feelings sometimes. Mm, yeah, and I definitely think that the grossest, most uncomfortable feeling is that one of feeling better than people but not realizing it. And 
yeah, I I didn't realize I had a superiority superiority complex until one day my brother pointed it out to me, and you know I was irate because I just looked at him and went, "Are you for real? I do not think like that." But then he you know pointed out a few things to me, and I was like. Okay, yeah, maybe you're right. And everything, you know, <laughs> and that was a mirror I definitely did not want held up to me. I, I was mortified. Um, but having it held up completely changed me as a person. So from that point on, like, I would catch myself doing it. I'd catch myself judging someone for, you know, living an unhealthy lifestyle and then wondering why, you know, they were having to go off to the doctor all the time. And then, feeling better than that person because, you know, I've always lived a healthy lifestyle and I would never let that happen to me. And, you know, I got to realize how that wasn't really helpful to anybody. It wasn't helpful to me to feel like I was better than that person. It certainly wasn't helpful to them um, because, you know, whether we think we are projecting it or not, when we feel better than somebody, we are projecting that feeling onto them and we are making them feel less. And I definitely think that if there's one thing the world needs less of, it's people making each other feel small and lesser. Um, so, yeah, so that's usually where I catch myself now where I'm judging because something that really good that I heard was it's not so much, you know, it's not that you're judging, it's what, you're, what are you doing with that judgment that's important. Um, so some people just articulate what they're thinking, um, which is never very nice. Some people <laughs> like to write about it in internet forums, which is, again, never very nice. Um, but, you know, the people like I used to where I was, you know, I, I may not, I may never have articulated something or, or said it to somebody's face, but I was certainly thinking that I was better than them and that would come across in my demeanor to them no matter how nice the words I was speaking to them were. were. So... That's something I mean. It's something I wrote about in my first book, Your Best Year Ever. That it's you know that was a really big turning point in my life. Was yeah, having my brother hold up that mirror to me, point out this very undesirable character trait that I was exhibiting. But it for but you know I made some big changes after that, and I'm not saying certainly not perfect these days. Um, but I certainly catch myself a bit earlier and unpack the behaviour and go, okay, you know, why do you think you're better than that person? Because you're not, mm -hmm. um, and I, yeah, I just unpack it a bit more, and I get a bit more comfortable with it, and then I just try to make sure I change my demeanor so that I'm not just, yeah, parading around thinking, yeah, that I'm better than them because <laughs> I'm not better than anybody. I think one of the things that helps in dealing with that once we become aware of it is compassion and empathy, you know, and kind mm. of like uh, one of my favorite lines in a book is in *To Kill a Mockingbird*, you know, and um, Atticus Finch tell Scout, you know, just climb into someone's skin and walk around in there for a while and you get to see what they see and feel the world from their perspective and, you know, you get a really clear understanding of their challenges, their life, their priorities, their, you know, their thoughts, their values. And once you're able to do that, even just a little bit, you recognize, again, as my mum has said to me, hundred times when I was younger, you are not the center of their world. You are on the periphery. Um, and your, your assumptions, your values, your objectives, your goals, they're not shared necessarily. And I think we understand that as intelligent yeah. human beings, but when we take the time to maybe shift our perspective to one of someone else's, we actually see how that plays out. We think, well, you know, so what if they don't fit into the box that 
we believe people should fit into. It's we're not the box gods, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's the values thing, isn't it? Like exactly what you mentioned there. Um, Mark Manson mentions this where he says you have to accept that other people's metrics are not your your own, but most especially other people's values are not your own. And I think we it's very easy to get caught in in thinking that our values are what everyone else should have because mm-hmm. that's what we live our life by. And if we feel like other people aren't living the life by, their lives by the same values as us, it's easy to kind of take that as a bit of an indictment on our values. But it's not obviously because obviously everybody in the world, if we all live by exactly the same values, even if they were good values, my God, the world would be horrendously boring and nothing would ever happen. Like no cool stuff would happen. There would be no innovation. There would be, yeah, you know, like, you know, I have a value of like, I just absolutely have to be at home with my family. Like, you know, I have a strong family values, but I also have this really strong at home value. So, yeah, I don't like traveling. Um, imagine if everybody was like me and nobody traveled. I can't <laughs> <Like>, imagine that. <laughs> Brooke's, Brooke's having conniptions in his life at the moment. No, but- a twitchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got to travel. I've got to travel. i got to go. <laughs> but, you know, it's just it's such a we, we will never be able to understand each other if we just expect each other to all have those, those similar values in the end. Yeah, no, I, I I absolutely agree with that. I always kind of think that the world would be incredibly boring if we're all the same. Sometimes it would be easier, but it would be incredibly boring and nothing would change, nothing would grow, nothing would be would ever that, be exactly. different. Exactly. No growth would happen. And yeah. I think that's you know, a, a lot of what I guess a lot of the stuff that we talk about here in this podcast, um, is about achieving kind of positive growth in ourselves. And if you want to, you know, let's get a little bit woo for a second. I just channeled Oprah for a second there. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Brooke. That's okay. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, if <clears throat> the more positive growth that we enact in ourselves, the better. But in order to enact that positive growth, we do have to get – we do have to look at the stuff that makes us feel really uncomfortable but when you know I like a point that you've made in our notes um when it comes you know bring it back on to judgment is that so often that we feel judged when someone's really just expressing a difference of opinion to us or they're expressing a different perspective um and so like how do we differentiate or is that pretty much all situations is it every time that we feel that we're being judged do we just kind of flip it and go look it's not no one's judging us they're just different to us I think that's the healthier way to go honestly yeah. I th- I think we live in such a reactionary time where all you need to do in order to piss people off is have a different <laughs> opinion um and Everyone is entitled to their opinion and everyone is entitled for that opinion to be as broad and varied as they want. It doesn't need to be an informed opinion. It can be a completely uninformed opinion. They're still allowed to have it. And I think that when people hear opinions, particularly when you're talking about something personal or something that, you know, that the person has a stake in and it's different – we so quickly react by feeling judged as if simply by virtue of the fact that I have a different opinion to you, you're feeling like my opinion is simply saying that, well, no, no, my way is the only way or the better way, uh, hence yours is not. Sucks. Exactly. (laughs) And that's not it at all. I mean, I can have a hugely different opinion to somebody, to you or to Ben or to, you know, to anyone and still respect them completely as a person and just feel differently about an issue. That's okay. So I think 
that yes, you know, let's put a lid on judgment, but when we feel like we're on the receiving end of it, really question whether or not we actually are being judged or whether we're just talking to someone who has different values. That's a that's a very different thing. I mean, to me, judgment comes with a sneer and it comes with that sense mm. of being better than someone else. Yeah, it's that. It definitely comes from if you. F- I definitely get my my back up if I feel that someone is speaking down to me. Exactly. Yeah. That's or trying to convince judged. me that whatever their value, their you know opinion is, is the only way or is the way that I need to to shift towards. Yeah, not so keen on that. But if you just we're just conversing as adults, having different opinions, that's kind of cool. That's yes. not that's not judgment. And I think there's a lot of people in the world who would be really well served just in terms of their personal mental health to <laughs> not see every difference of opinion as a judgment. And as a personal indictment, which is I think what we like to take exactly. judgment as or take that feeling as. So do you have anything else to say? Because you know I've got a quote. I love me a quote. <laughs> I, quote. I like that you that you always have a quote to, <laughs> to pop in because you do so much more preparation than I do. <laughs> it's good. I'm glad one that's of us does. This, that's because you're a P and I'm a J on the Myers-Briggs. <laughs> it's just totally where that comes from. I don't like winging it, whereas Brooke just loves to wing things. I, I quite like winging it, but I think it's, it's a good balance. It is a good balance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now there's a real build-up for my quote. But Henry David Thoreau, just to wrap up the judgment conversation, I really liked what he says here. He says, it's not what you look at at matters, it's what you see. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag Let It Be Pod. Or uh, head over to letitbe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt, you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And, um, you know, we, we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then... For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.